Welcome to the Burks Homes podcast, the business of building homes. I'm Katie. I'm here with my brother, Ben, and today we are talking about career paths in home building. Lee touched on this the last time we were talking about family business, kind of where our careers started and it kind of sparked the thoughts. There could have been so many different ways we got where we are today and we're also headed to the International Builder Show next week, mm-hmm. and there are just thousands and thousands of people there supporting the home building industry. So I thought this would be a good time to talk about career paths. Very good. I, I just thought of something. One of my favorite things to see is, in our company specifically, mm-hmm. when somebody goes from one department to another. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like totally different, but they've learned what they've learned and they are excited about something different Mm -hmm. you know jess she just moved into a sales role from the experience team Mm -hmm. and that's a good place to start like career paths like if you come into a department yes whatever role that is there's always kind of like a tangential department that you work with the Mm -hmm. most and it could possibly develop into you know a different path absolutely so With your experience department, mm-hmm. just experience, not marketing, yeah. why is that such a great place to start if you're going to be customer-facing? Oh, uh, great question. The experience department kind of touches every department because we're a support service. Mm-hmm. So we can interact with anyone in a customer-facing role or pretty much anyone in the entire company actually so it's a great place to start if you're wanting to do anything with customers because it is a customer service department internally yeah so we serve everyone in the company so it's great practice for the ultimate customer home buying experience also because that's really you can have all the tactical you know stuff and Mm -hmm. worry about you know, sales strategies and yeah. everything. But if you miss the point on how to give the customer a great experience, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, we definitely call anyone that we hire into our department more of a cultural hire than mm-hmm. a technical hire right. at any time because technical skills can be learned very easily when it comes to what we do. Greatest so, lesson in the world that we've learned over our careers and our experience here is if you have a good cultural fit they're like a swiss army knife Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. because like you said you can teach technical skills yeah you can't teach culture exactly you know you can refine your skill set your soft skills Mm -hmm. you can make improvements in you know how you interact with people Mm -hmm. touch up the core values a little bit but yeah for the most part, you know, you're, you are or you aren't a cultural fit for yes. an organization. Yeah. And so that's that's the beauty of kind of these these movements with, within the company changing positions. Mm-hmm. And it's different than it used to be. It, it really is. It's, In what way? It's different because the opportunities have expanded. So when you were working for a home builder in the 80s or 90s. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah. You're like... All right, you are administrative, you are in the field, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or you are in sales. Yep. I mean, an administrative means 
you're like accounting, HR, mm-hmm. right? These are small businesses usually. And even, you know, in our business, when we had a bunch of people, you just kind of fell into three buckets. Yeah. And, you know, sales was more like, or marketing was more sales. Yes. It was just like marketing was stuff you did, but it was sales. Right. And now it's like, I'll use Brandon Emick as an example. He is our VP of technology. Mm-hmm. What did he do when he started? He was hired as a drafts person. Right. Yes. <laughs> so he was technical. And then he kind of had this interest in the estimating side and how they interacted with the drafting side. and Through technology, though. Through technology, yeah. yeah. And this has all evolved since um, technology has be- become, you know, an integral part of construction. Yeah. And running Thank jobs goodness, and everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he started doing uh, estimating stuff, purchasing, estimating, and then fell in love with technology in general and I think he probably did most of his work at night in terms of learning oh sure you know it wasn't Mm -hmm. like this formal thing and now he's he's just climbing the ranks and he's a VP of technology and he he knows so much about reports and software right everything I like where you're going with this though if you think about all of the people who have been here 15 plus years Mm -hmm. not one person is in almost even the same department right as when they started yeah and yeah the again going back to all the different ways that you can get from one point a to point b in your career in the home building industry it is taking a piece of every single you know skill that exists and, and puts it all together in one company. Yeah. Now, a lot of companies are like that. Manufacturer, I mean, every, every business has an aspect of all, you know, like you said, admin, sales, actual operations. Yeah, They're all, we call every, field operations yeah, and something. Exactly. Every business has something like that. But the complexity of what home building is, bring you know, kind of amplifies it. It's like an exponential impact in comparison to a lot of other kind of businesses and industries because of the length of time it takes Mm. and the number of other supporting businesses involved. Yeah. So it's not just one supplier or, you know, like you're you're making a a backpack or something. Right. You're going to have a couple suppliers. Mm-hmm. supplying a couple pieces of things right. and it's going to the plant. Yeah. And then you have the same people putting it together every right. time. It's kind of small. Yeah. yeah. This is like take that times, you know, a thousand. Well, and like you said, the Builder Show is kind of a great example of opportunities within the, the industry. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly canvassing if you've ever been to the Builder Show, massive, you know, 100,000 plus people there with I don't know, millions of square feet displays. And I mean, if if you tried, you wouldn't be able to physically look at every booth in in the place. But Not even over the course of three days. Right. I, I feel like I've tried. Yeah. You, you can't do it. Right. But you go past and you're like, that's not that's just a, a booth. That's a business. <laughs> that's a, a segment of an industry within the big industry. Mm-hmm. And it's mind blowing. And mm-hmm. you're like, they have a whole company of people. These are just the people representing this business. 
in this space and time and they have an office somewhere (laughs) and they're doing this and it's all gutter guards or something. <laughs> right. And you're right. just like, I mean, it you really make, is. You make that much money from that one piece that goes on a house. That you can be at the Builder Show for three mm-hmm. days and have a booth. Yeah. It is remarkable. And then just to bring it back to our business, you think there's vendors and trades. So vendors supplying products and then trades installing. And just on the trade side, you have, you know, you're going to s- typically see between 20 and 30 different well trades probably more like 15 to 18 or something on on a single home Mm -hmm. and then vendors suppliers another 10 or Mm -hmm. something like that and that's just on one home right but the support businesses for those 30 companies double quadruple Mm -hmm. to get us what we need to build a home right and I mean, just look at your email inbox on a daily basis. The I call it spam, but yeah, solicitations <laughs> for new business, and it's all quasi relevant. Some of it's completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But now with technology, it's like overwhelming. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about all the different opportunity in the home building industry, like you just said, suppliers actual installers and then the management of it mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. our piece now that technology is on the scene there is a support technology for each of those disciplines yeah. yes and i think you know we're, we're just talking about the immensity of the industry right now you know this entire time but really the point of us talking about this is the opportunity is astounding it really is. And yeah. and I am delighted that we get to participate in that. We get to offer anyone who, who wants to, you know, work with us an opportunity because it's something, a demand that's never going anywhere. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's, there's highs and lows with the demand, obviously, right. but people need a place to live. And we are around, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, for, for the available. long haul to make that happen and that means that we get to participate in that opportunity for hundreds of people. Yeah. Well, it, and I, I always look at the builder show, like my, my fake goal is always to never pay for anything. (laughs) I mean, because why would you, um, because you, you have just hundreds of people just like throwing stuff at you for the opportunity for your business. And that's Don't just, you feel guilty? Not really. Oh. No, no, I stopped that a long time ago, because they're doing their job. That's, that's their job, true. That's and that's true. what they want to do. Well, I don't let. I this is why I said that. I would feel. I do feel guilty if I know that I'm not. Well, think about this: the amount of there's yeah. there's, let's just say three, three dinners. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're just going for three days, yeah. there's three dinners. That's three opportunities. I'm not going to just take a free meal from somebody I'm never going to work with. That's my point. Hundreds of people would love to have the opportunity to sell you something mm-hmm. or create a relationship. Yeah. So I'm picking my three that are the biggest bang for the buck. But the the ones that you're creating an actual relationship yeah, with. Either yeah, either have, have a relationship. Yeah, that. that or, that, yeah. you know, looking to create a new one. And, I mean, I just say that because it's funny, but it the reality of it is it's it 
it's all there and it's what you want to do with it. I mean, if you want to engage somebody on that level yeah. to go out to dinner, that's that's typically something that's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Like you want to you want to work with this person or most of the time for for us, it's like a thank you. Yeah. You know, for all the years of business. But it just shows you how much there is out there and it's overwhelming. And so you do have to kind of be really vigilant about paring it down. Yes. And I've already had three or four companies reach out. You mm-hmm. know, we want to set up a time to meet. Yeah. And a couple of them, I was just like, yeah, I'm not interested because I only have a limited amount of time. And it's yes. just not something that works for me mm-hmm. or us. Mm-hmm. But I do want to go back to like not just the industry at whole as a whole, but our business and what we're trying to work on in terms of creating those opportunities, yes. like a clear opportunity. Yes. I think if you look historically, it's mostly the people that have evolved from perhaps one department to another mm-hmm. or you know, maybe started out even years ago entry level mm-hmm. and now they're a leader. Yes. The, the key similarity in all those people is their drive. They pushed that. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have this very clear okay if you if you do a great job at yeah. this and you de- develop into a leader this is where you can go next i mean that's what we're trying to work on right to to take kind of the the muscle out of it mm-hmm. because that's what it is the people that are in those positions now they created them yes. they made themselves so indispensable in what they were doing mm-hmm. that they they forced you into saying, hey, well, this is obvious. I mean, this is this definitely is, the next step. This is the person yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. And what we want to do is take that friction out of it. Yeah, so that's a good way to say it. It's like you can either A, lock into that path mm-hmm. or B, create another one. Yeah. If, and if you if if we kind of boil it down to the main path, and this is the one that we probably talk about creating the most right now is the path to become a GM. A general manager. A general, What's a general manager? A general manager is the manager over a region. Mm-hmm. So basically the franchise owner, right. if we want to say it that way. That's not actually mm-hmm. you know, the true definition, but that's the most similar way to describe it. And so if, if you look at that as the number one path, Mm-hmm. that we are trying to make as clear and defined as possible. Mm-hmm. What happens if we set someone on that path, it can break off into so many other paths of development. Right. So the key is to get that one defined first, mm-hmm. and then the ancillary development paths will kind of fall in place afterwards. Right. And that's what's naturally happened already, but we, to your point, we want to make it, you know, kind of set in stone. If this is what you want to do with your life, mm-hmm. this is the easiest and quickest and most effective way to get there. Right. Can I say what I would I would recommend as that path? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, GM? please. Let's, let's so go I think, there. I think most of us agree that if you're, if you're a sharp person with some drive and want to kind of achieve the most varied experience in your career here, looking towards a GM as a future possibility, mm-hmm. you start in the field. Yep. You know, you start you start as a superintendent. You understand how to you'll you don't need experience building homes. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's what we pride ourselves on, that we could take somebody 
that has some drive and initiative and we can teach them how to build a home mm-hmm. and we can teach them how to manage yes and interact with a ton of different people in that in that role superintendent's a very challenging role but it's also that that's why it would be the first one for a reason mm-hmm. so you could get some experience running jobs in the field and then there's kind of two ways you could go from there you could jump right into a sales role mm-hmm. which it's a lot easier to sell a home when you know how to build one yes it's just yeah. um it's not it's it's not required but it will again that's the easiest way to go to the next step right you could you could go down the sales path or you could take a little break into cost control mm-hmm. where you understand in each region we have a business analyst they're all about understanding the costs and holding you know their region accountable to the budgets that are created and then that's a different look into kind of flowing into the financial aspect of it yes. understanding because we have regions that are on their own P&L mm-hmm. so they operate only within that that financial report they're not accountable for the other regions financials they just have their own so they have a business plan and they work towards it and the business analyst would be a good place to at least have a have a stop in Mm -hmm. either before or after sales yeah i would say probably before Before. would be best and then you go into sales as a community sales rep you learn how to interact with people a lot Mm -hmm. and do customer care and then I think from there, the best way is to be a sales manager. Now mm-hmm. you're really refining your sales, your management skills. You have the sales skills, you have the production background, you have the cost control background, and now it's all about managing people mm-hmm. and the business plan. Yeah. And if you have the cost control background, you're able to understand how to set the prices a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully from your sales background, you'll you'll know what you know what what drives customers thing how to deal with resolve conflict all that stuff yeah and then when once you're a manager like that now you're having to navigate all the other managers in your region yeah and you can separate yourself as a leader Mm -hmm. and then within the management team within the management team yeah you know and Mm -hmm. that's what you know we're always looking for is people who are leading without the title Mm mm-hmm somebody a leader among leaders and then that kind of gives you that 360 view of selling starting and settling homes and that is our main business yep and then you give yourself a good shot at being a general manager yeah now that's a long time right i mean you're probably talking about 10 years yeah minimum to Mm -hmm. get there within those positions but so we haven't done that yet you know we haven't had the regionalization for that long but Man, that would be really cool That's to see game. that. Mm-hmm. Now, but go ahead and talk about the other paths was, you could go. Yeah, was, well, then you've got, you know, kind of there's the dark horses mm-hmm. of the management team. Mm-hmm. You you could take the, the path of going through warranty mm-hmm. because that gets you both the field experience and the customer interaction at yeah, the same the time. Yeah. Sales-ish. 
And then the same way land acquisition yeah. is the same. Again, Correct. it's a lot of field experience, but also a lot of partnership negotiation. You know, there's a, a lot that plays into that because of the developer relationship. Right. And township and all of those things. It's a little different level. So you're kind of doubling up on some of those skills. Right. And to get into the management role of either one of those as well is a, a huge leg up to, to the path. And again, you can get to management in warranty, in land, through being in the field, mm-hmm. you know, being in a, a superintendent or in sales. Yeah. So it's almost the, the direct path and just to acquire the technical pieces of it is the, you know, building and selling. Yeah, but the, the regional stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But pretty much any path you take up through the management level in a region mm-hmm. is is probably going to get you, especially if you do more than one right. department, right. is going to get you the, the skill set that you you need to get there. Now, we'll define it a little more than that, but that's the, the really nice thing about where we're going with this is even when we define the path, it won't exclude opportunity from anyone that has acquired it a different way absolutely and that's i think what you keep touching back upon is the ability to create your own path if that's your you know if you if you're you decided yeah listen i want to i want to make this next step I'm interested in this. I I believe I can do it. I'm good at it. I'm going to take the step from this department to that and develop my my skill set. That opportunity is always available in our organization and is actually you know impressive and encouraged. It's, it's encouraged. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we we love to see. I mean, just imagine if somebody laid that out for you. You know, one of your team members mm-hmm. and said. You know, I've acquired these skills over these positions. And what do you think about this as mm-hmm. my next step? Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You, want you want people connecting the dots. And ultimately, they could take, they could start out in a region and say, you know, my goal isn't to be a general manager. You know, I just kind of landed in this um, cost control role or warranty role. And I, I love this. Yeah. I want to be the best at this. Right. And Everybody has to, we have to have yeah, people yeah. choose. This is where I want to be. Right. Yeah. And then you have, you know, we have our whole director level at the home office that's mm-hmm. not in a region mm-hmm. that they've kind of refined their skill set within, you know, their department mm-hmm. and they're kind of the expert yeah. Know, subject matter experts across the whole company for whatever they do. And that could be a path as well. Yeah. You know, you have somebody in warranty that says, I just, I love warranty. I want to be the best at this. Mm-hmm. And they grow, they grow. They're a warranty manager in a region. And then, you know, the director of warranty retires. Right. And they say, that's my landing spot. I don't want to be a GM. I want to be the director of warranty. Mm -hmm. I want to be the VP of something. Mm -hmm. Um, That's always a a left turn that you could make quickly as well Mm -hmm. when there's opportunity. And what we've been talking about for more so based around our core tenants of selling, building, and Mm -hmm. settling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we have how many support departments to make that happen. So we have people who can start in our accounting department. Yeah. And then move into the, you know, business 
business analyst, analyst role, role yeah. or estimating or something like that. We have compliance teams. Right. We have, I mean, there's so many support services that we have. Well, I have a great example. We have a new hire that's starting with us on Monday. When I say new hire, it's a transfer mm-hmm. from human resources into marketing. Right. And it, it there's just a lot of those crossovers that can happen as people want and have opportunity to move and grow. And it's so cool. You know, that's the whole point of an internal job posting is you, sometimes you never know. Mm-hmm. You don't know who might be interested in something totally different. Exactly. Like, I mean, you got the culture fit. They're in a totally different department. And you're like, I, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Let's interview them. Yeah. This is fantastic. Exactly. You know? It's great. Nobody ever knew. I think of Travis Hart. Yeah. He was an estimator. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was a great experience for him. You know, estimating mm-hmm. for, I don't know, it was maybe two years. And then, you know, they had a posting for a superintendent. And he was like, I, I really think I want to do that. And he is excellent. Yeah. He's doing an, an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And nobody would have known if unless he said something. Right. And I don't know if he knew until it was, you know, an opportunity. Yeah. But that's, I love that stuff because usually they're going to draw from that previous role the experience they had in the previous role yeah to make them better at the new thing yeah I, I think about that all the time if I would have you know went to college after I had a job <laughs> how much better I would have been <laughs> yeah yeah if, with my classes because it would have been relevant you know oh, yeah. and I have real world examples this is the same thing you take your transferable skills from mm-hmm. one place to the next and you just can kind of rocket forward in your career path when you do that You'd be that old lady in the class, like sitting in the front row <laughs> in the night class. Exactly. Like, there, was always, there was always one of those, you know, like, like is that, are they 30? Is that a 30 year old? Oh my gosh, they're so old. Yeah. yeah. No, I love, I love the, the whole, um, you know, not just promoting from within in kind of a silo, but promoting from within on a totally separate path. Yeah. And we have, I mean, we could talk about those all day, mm-hmm. but with within the industry, what do you think is, this is just more of you know high level question. Right now, where is the biggest like increase in opportunity well, that you think? That's the, the tech side. Yeah. There's no question. Right. right. There's, I feel like there's a new tech software thing that pops up every day or an acquisition and a combination now this tech was purchased by this business to you know transform the way they do things i mean there's yeah. it it seems like it's happening every day that's where there's a huge opportunity and there's you really have to be cautious and diligent mm-hmm. about all those things because you can all of a sudden have 12 softwares right yeah because Everybody starts out with a business, a new opportunity, new technology, with the very clear and obvious goal of, of solving a problem. Yeah. And sometimes it's like you look at it and you're like, that is an incredible solution to that problem. And then you're like, well, it's not really that big of a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I mean, that software would be great. but mm-hmm. And usually it doesn't even have to do with like the cost benefit. It's mm-hmm. just like, eh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe. 
but there's mm-hmm. so many that you have to be careful about keeping the main thing the main thing. That's exactly what I was going with this to say, okay, well, we have to always think first, does it help sell, build, and settle homes? Yeah. Does yeah. it get in the way of that? Calm right. down. Yeah. It might be very cool, but does not mean that we need to do it. <laughs> well, and in our company, it strives for innovation on a daily basis. That's one of our three uniques. And yes. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it can be... It, it can run away from us very quickly. Yeah, it can, it can be an opportunity to create a lot of fatigue. Yes. For everybody. Yeah. And so there's got to be mindful of that. I did want to ask you within our company, Mm -hmm. what career or even just position or department surprises you the most that we have now? Oh, boy. I would say like in terms of innovation or just... No, just the company. Yeah. I would say it's probably technology. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it now, you know, we got a lot of proprietary stuff, so I'm not going to talk about it. But <laughs> we don't care. We'll yeah, just tell we anybody. We don't care. Just what they've developed to understand. So I, I think about our, our in house software developers. We have a handful of them. And they're amazing. These are guys that their trade craft is coding, mm-hmm. computer coding. And so you can go one of two ways with that. You can be an incredible coder, but not ultimately create the product that's necessary Mm -hmm. because the code doesn't matter it's you have to understand yeah what you're trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. so you have to take a bunch of construction dummies like us (laughs) like me and you and say i just you make it do that i want it to look like this kind (laughs) of you know and you know steve our our lead developer has an incredible ability to take this mess of a brain Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know anything about it i mean now he does but But he he knows yes he gets to know and then turn it into some beautiful you know piece of of utility that yeah we use on a daily basis my marketing heart loves it so much because it's like art it really is. It's creative. It's like I, I'm just always so blown away. Yeah, yeah. UX, right? U- user mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, that is a, that's definitely an art. It's a really incredible discipline to have. Not just the functionality. Correct. But also how you feel using it. Yes. And so that, that to me comes to mind. I could give you 100 examples, but... The technology team in order to it's not just to accomplish the goal it's to make it efficient make it usable and yeah. and drive the business forward mm-hmm. so help us accomplish our main goals yeah selling building settling homes and i think what they've been able to do to integrate like existing softwares with yes. something they've created <laughs> yeah. and you know it it, it because of our desire to innovate and make those handoffs in the process so clean mm-hmm. and um, quick and efficient, yeah, it does drag down, you know, the the people using it sometimes because there's constant change. When it's done, it it looks really good and it works, works. really well. And I think there's a big piece of that. You know, we've we've transitioned through a lot of things over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, not not gone through them, but you know, developed them. Yeah. And when it's complete, 
it's good to look back and be like, well, I mean, now this is a great tool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just forget about how we got here. <laughs> this is a great tool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to be we want to be at the cutting edge. We yes. want to be better than the biggest home builder in the country in terms of major league player, minor league market. Yeah. So and that's that's perfect example of a way that we can do that. Right. And and I, I'm just excited about the future of that. And the future is you know, as early as tomorrow, it mm-hmm. seems like it changed, you know, we, we get better every day with that stuff, but they continue to kind of surprise me Yeah. in how yeah. it's, it's not just technology, it's technology that you can use, mm-hmm. you know, what about you? Facilities. Facilities. Yeah. Like why yeah. would we need that department for building homes? It's the, the things like that mm-hmm. surprise me. That I don't, I would have never thought about starting out Mm. here that we need someone to we're we're well we're big enough now Mm -hmm. too that we need people not someone people to manage our buildings and fleet and you know all of this and safety yeah Yeah. ancillary right and things that actually make a huge difference i mean things like i would have never really thought about what it takes to you know hire an employee and what desk they sit at what chair they use what mm. you know, all of those things it's like there's a lot more to every business than yeah. than you think of and when you think of a home building industry you don't think about the fact that y- you might need somebody to manage the business you have <laughs> yeah an entire team of people dedicated to allowing others to do their job basically. I think that that's the part that, and that's the best example is facilities in my mind, but the the support that it takes to allow everyone to sell and build homes is mind-blowing to me. And again, that just opens up that opportunity that so many different types of people can work here. It's crazy. Well, when you, that's a good example. When somebody's hired, Mm -hmm. how many people get involved in one person's hiring. Right. It's a lot. It is. You know, you have that whole, you know, workflow from when they accept the offer to when they sit in their desk the first day. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, they have to have a space. Mm -hmm. They have to have all the right equipment. They have to have an email address. They have to have a phone number, a phone, an iPad, a computer, monitors. Well, and a credit card potentially. So Mm -hmm. accounting gets involved, compliance gets involved, HR, IT, Mm -hmm. experience, every support department, facilities, every support department Mm -hmm. gets involved when someone's hired. And then ultimately they they need to have a great first day. And that's experience like you mm-hmm, said mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah so no, we, we meandered really around cool. career paths here yeah today there's do we ever like go in a straight line I don't on anything so. <laughs> <laughs> don't even bother <laughs> what do you think just to wrap that conversation yeah. up like you said we have our departments that that surprise us we mm-hmm. talked about who is going to be you know taking a bigger role in the future technology mm-hmm. what do you think is an opportunity we can use our business or construction as a whole. Besides technology, where do you think there is greater opportunity out there over the next decade? The trades. The trades. Oh, I'm a, glad you said a that. A thousand that, percent. That's the right answer. <laughs> Thank you. For an answer that can't be right or wrong. 
Now, why do you think that? Well, if you ask me right now, if I had no career aspirations and I was 22 Mm -hmm. coming out of college or high school even, I didn't want to go to college. Me, right now, what would I do? Just with the, if, if I didn't know much about building, it wasn't in my family or anything like that, I would 100% start subcontracting business in the trades now what does that include that includes drive you have to have drive Mm -hmm. you know you have to be willing to be a leader and potentially manage people obviously but the opportunity to get really good at one thing really specialized now Mm -hmm. so you're not going to be pouring concrete one day. Well, some people call it placing concrete. That's the oh, right way okay. to say it. All but right. I say pouring concrete like a redneck. <laughs> and framing the next day. You're going to be doing one thing. Mm-hmm. So these are very specialized trades. So if that's your whole thing, you could get good at it. Oh, yeah. If you want to. If you want to obsess about something, mm-hmm. you could get really good at it. And the point I the point I'm making is... If I was able to start out and get a van and get my plumbing license, mm-hmm. I would work for somebody else for a while sure. and then I would start my own business. And plumbing's a great example. Yeah. Because there's just not a lot of them. And in new construction, it's kind of its own brand. Mm-hmm. And if if I came here and said, I have two crews yeah. of guys and... All I do is new construction plumbing. They they would clear the desk off and be like, when, when can, can you start, start? Mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just taking pride in what you do and showing I can do this. I will do whatever it takes. I will work on my pricing to get it where it needs to be, and I'll figure it out, and I'm a phone call away. You're already a good trade. Yeah. If you say those things and do those things, yeah. you're good. Mm-hmm. And so you could work your way up to being the number one plumber in a region relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science, but that's an opportunity. We need to create a entrepreneur in training yeah. class. Yeah. yeah. I've already said, hey, if somebody... If somebody throws if a 22 year old kid throws me a business plan that i can get behind and I, when i say business plan some logical steps Basically, to creating their business what you just laid out i will give them ten thousand dollars oh yeah we there the As, funding yeah. is there yeah for for situations like this 20 grand you know there's so much low-hanging fruit there because again, it just it's just like in our business, like I said, the people separate themselves, the ones with drive, the ones that really want something and mm-hmm. care a ton. There's the world is yours. We need to start tapping into our kids' mm-hmm. minds right now. Yeah. Figure out how to flip the switch from being a YouTube entrepreneur into a trades right right and there's whole (laughs) podcasts and you know cottage industries dedicated to that so Mm -hmm. we won't go into that but that would be we're on the same page yeah Mm -hmm. so that's a good uh yeah you're up so i will go back to who i was talking about earlier because brandon emick our vp of technology Mm -hmm. he would be my mvp for a number of reasons not just because you know, he created a great career for himself, but he gave us great feedback on the podcast. And 
he's very intentional. Brandon's a remote employee, but he runs an entire department. Mm -hmm. That is a challenge in and of itself, just baseline, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're in the people business. And so, but he's very intentional about connecting with people and communicating really well Mm -hmm. and being specific about what he's communicating and you know i think he's just he's just doing a great job and i love interacting with him and i'm excited to continue to partner with the technology department yeah. to make you know our product and experience better yeah that is the theme today yeah and that's yeah. A, that's perfect tie in so he he'd be my guy for the week i love it i agree how long's he been here uh 18 wow years like plus? yeah no, he, yeah, he started right around when I started. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 1819. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Yes. So the challenge, I'll I'll continue with the theme here is something that I was challenged with. I'm participating in a women's leadership circle this That's year awesome. for in the home building industry. So that has been a delight being mm-hmm. able to connect with other women leaders and an exercise that we participated in the last meeting we had was to think about what your kind of life achievements are Ooh. in personal and professional because the the idea is to be intentional mm. about your goals and the only way to be intentional about your goals is to decide what you want. Yeah. What is your lifetime achievement? So my challenge is to just think about what that might be. And then that should open up the different opportunities that you might want to take in your career. Be clear on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, you, if you decide this is my ultimate goal, this is where when I look back on my life, this is what I want to have achieved, then you can kind of work backwards from there and make intentional steps. To nice. make it happen. I'm going to issue a sub challenge Ooh, because okay. you said women in construction and we were mm. talking about trades. Yes. I would <laughs> love to issue a challenge to the world yes. um, in in our little world, the three regions that we operate in. Can we please have some women apply to be a superintendent? Yes. We had a intern last year. Mm-hmm. did a fantastic job in one of the field positions. Yeah. So it was kind of our first foray which yeah. is wild to me that it's, 50, it's taken 50 years well, but yeah. i mean it's it i love this challenge maybe we should repeat it every week until yeah. it happens <laughs> don't be don't be nervous there's there's we support to overcome the stigma but i would love to see that because i think it would challenge our male superintendents quite a bit to you know yeah, tell me why this is your because you ha, you say this all the time. Mm-hmm. This is this is what you want to make happen. Tell me why you want to see a woman superintendent step up. Well, this has nothing to do with the males I work with. It just has more to do with highlighting the the female brain mm-hmm. and how how you guys operate and the effective. Now, now you got to give some context here mm-hmm. because oh, you yeah. have four sisters. Have four sisters and a mom. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, been That's around women he- my whole life. Heavily influencing this decision. I know my capability is extremely limited in multitasking, <laughs> and and again, generalizing, but I feel very comfortable saying women can general can multitask at a very high level, <laughs> and. 
a lot of times superintendents need to multitask. Yes. And they need to be effective at managing, you know, a lot of juggling balls in the air. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. And it does seem like a perfect fit. We have, you know, you could have two people, male, man or woman. We don't mm-hmm. have any women <laughs> in that role. Yeah. So yeah. we're missing out. On, on half of the half the people talent population so yeah. that's that's just my little challenge we'll we'll say that every week i love it but <laughs> okay all right that was good any any questions about career paths that you have anything yeah. that you want to you know talk about you know what we need to do we should put our contact information in the podcast this is we'll put it in the notes yeah generally for our employees so we assume everybody has mm. our contact information yeah. but you know what yeah. you never know yeah. so we'll we'll get that in there send us send us your feedback and we'll be back next week have a good one later <laughs>